Welcome back to Ascend Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. It reads, When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither do the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful." All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach, and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. As we pick up in this chapter... Paul continues to develop the thought that the church is to be radically different than the world around it. And so as he continues to display this to the church at Corinth, he walks through another example in which they are displaying that they're just like the world and want to even use the same tools the world is using. Rather than resolving their disputes within the body of believers, they're going to the system of the courts. And so as he walks through this, we see once again his point is, if you have been called out of the world, why are you running back to the world? Why is it that you want to use the things in the world? Because, as we know with lawsuits often, the purpose of this is not actually resolving the dispute, but is dishonoring or defrauding, as he says in verse 8, the other individuals in the situation. And so we know that there are people who take advantage of our current justice system, people who want to go and pretend like they have a radical injury or pretend like they have something that will allow them to get a very large settlement. We also see in our day and age people bring false claims about things that have happened, sometimes against celebrities or other people of wealth, so that they can hopefully gain something from them. And so as we might wonder what the specific situation that's going on in Corinth here, Paul doesn't necessarily give us those examples. He doesn't give us the details that are going to allow us to know exactly what's going on. But we understand that this type of a situation is taking place. People are using lawsuits to go against other people, and they're doing that 
in an attempt to gain something from them. And so Paul says, hey, this is not really what's going on. And the principle that he gives us in verse 12 helps define this conversation. He says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. And so what he wants us to understand is that we are able as believers to take advantage of certain situations that are out there. It's not that they're illegal. It's not that people would look down upon them in the world for what they've done. But that doesn't mean that everything that is legal is something that a Christian should be participating in. And I think that this has been very much highlighted by our current political environment, where we know that there are many things that are being made to be legal or made to be accessible that are not necessarily things that believers should tie themselves to. Just because there's no law prohibiting it, just because there's no stigma attached to it, does not mean that we should be participating in things. And so Paul wants his people, and Paul wants the church, and Paul wants us today to understand that if we are a believer, then there are certain things that will set us apart from the world, certain convictions that we will have, certain mannerisms, certain thoughts, certain ways of thinking that will set us apart from the world. And so we need to understand that we are called to, as we looked at last chapter, be different from the world, to be set apart, and to act in accordance with that. And that means we might set aside rights or privileges or liberties. But when we set those aside, we set them aside for the sake of the gospel. We set them aside knowing that our life is not our own, but it is God's. It has been bought with a price, and it's our desire to honor him then with our body, to honor him with the thoughts, the decisions, and the ways in which we act. As far as a question for this passage, I'd like for us to look at the last two verses of the passage. When we look at them, we see this concept of our bodies being a temple being brought out. And so as we think about what that actually means, I would start to refer you to a message that I was able to preach here at Ascend a couple of weeks ago that talked about the way in which we are built up as the new dwelling place or the new house of God, the new place where God will live on earth as his temple, as his house, as his people, and his priesthood as well. And so when we think about this, there are some important implications of us being God's temple. Number one, we take care of that place. That means that we should be concerned with the things that we're putting into our body, the things that we're eating, the way in which we're living, that we're making sure that we're active, that we're making sure that we are doing and living our life in accordance with what God would desire us to do. When we understand that God is dwelling within us, we want to take care of that just as the people took care of the temple. When we look back at what all was put into the maintaining of the temple and the rituals and the different things that the priests would do on behalf of the people, it shows us the significance of this statement. It's not just that we are now bought by God, but we are now the place in which God lives. And so there is a significance that is drawn to this, that we should be living in accordance with that calling. What does it mean for us to take care of God's temple, for us to keep it, for us to guard it, for us to do the things that God's people have been called to do over time. When we look at that in this greater passage, it means specifically that we are setting that apart as holy. 
we are not allowing it to be a part of the things of the world, but instead are focusing in on the way in which we're allowing God to use our body for his kingdom and for his glory. Another implication of that is when we have our body, when we think about that, that means that everything our body is doing is able to be used as worship for God. It's able to be an extension of God here on earth, representing himself to the people around us. And so that gives us the ability to always act on behalf of God, to always make a difference with what we're doing. So even the most meaningless tasks that we might say, hey, why is this even significant? It's an opportunity for us to worship God through our work, to worship God through the completion of the tasks at hand, and to do that because we understand that it is not our own body. It is not our own life. It is not our own decision. But because God has redeemed us, he has empowered us to act on his behalf. And in doing so, we are given the privilege and the blessing of being able to be a part of God's work and God's ministry. And so a lot of people might look into these last few verses and really wonder, hey, what does it mean that I'm a temple? Like we think about temples as these big, large, huge, extravagant places. It's not saying that we're supposed to build ourselves up into one of those things, but we're to understand the value of what is inside of us, that we're to understand the way in which that we represent that in how we live and how we act and how we relate to the world around us. And so as you look through this passage, there could be many other questions that you want to look into, but we want you to look into those with the people around you. We want you to dissect those, to answer those questions, to find ways in which you can be studying God's word, can be diving into it, can be finding these nuggets of gold, finding these anchors for each day of your life, that when you do that, you understand that you can place your faith in that, that it can be the place upon which you stand today as you walk through the world around you and as you navigate the difficult paths that God has placed in front of you, that you know that you do so with the support of the community of believers around you, with the support of his Holy Spirit and with the support of him. Know today you were loved. You're-